Welcome to Professor Grunsplatter's Spookatorium. I am your curator, Professor Grunsplatter. Beyond these doors crouch the wonders, horrors, and wry smiles of an uncanny world. This world, your world. Should you choose to come inside, the sounds and stories that the shadows tell will be yours to behold. Make no mistake, it is a place of questions, not answers. A place where the tickle in your belly or the twitch in your eye simply mean you're paying attention. But then if you weren't curious, you wouldn't be here. There will be no refunds once you enter. Thank you for your attention, and the brave ones come with me.
Greetings, welcome to episode 50 of Professor Grunt Splatter's Spookatorium. I am your humble host. Uh, the show opened today with 119 and their track Sacrifice, and you just heard Paracusia with People in Grey from the Empty Zones EP. A couple things to start with. Uh, I was a little concerned at that the last episode with all the cover songs might turn folks off. It ended up in a matter of just two weeks being the most downloaded episode since I started doing the show again. So thank you for checking it out. And if you are new around here, I hope you hang around and I am glad to have you. I was actually thinking about taking a little hiatus after the 50th episode to regroup, but I decided against it for now. Um, I'm not sure what about the show appeals to people, honestly. I assume most of you are here because you are at least somewhat familiar with the music that I make and um, like similar music and you tolerate the stories, but maybe that's not correct. Um, I know a few of you have found some new music from the show, and that's always been the hope. Um, but I've also gotten some feedback on the commentary stuff, so w whatever it is that makes you want to tune in, I appreciate it. Um, the show's not yet quite what I would like it to be. I'm still sorting that out, but rather than stopping for a while, I'm going to try and just adjust on the fly, and we'll see how it goes. To do what I really want to do would require a time commitment that I'm not sure I have, um, but I know I can get closer. Uh, the Spookatorium was born out of a couple things, one being more campy and the other more philosophical. Uh, the campy side starts with the horror hosts uh, that I watched when I was a kid. Um, for me it was the son of Svenguli out of Chicago and then my own little town um, in Michigan had somebody named Count Zapula and Count Zapula was also hosted a kids show as Deputy Don. It was the same guy. Uh, the other is the idea of the Roadside Curiosity Museum, which I've talked about before. And just a museum full of weird things that may or may not be real, but are interesting and usually say something about the cultural imagination and, and the folklore. Uh, the philosophical part I will get to a little bit later in the show. Um, but then finally there's also the music. And despite the pervasiveness and ease of access to underground music these days, it's difficult for projects to capture anyone's attention through the morass of releases. So I try and spotlight projects new and old that I feel like are underappreciated. Um, and much of what I play does speak to the other themes of the show, whether it's obvious or not. And then that's a side of things that I do hope to draw more attention to. Um, while I was looking through my notes to settle on a topic for this episode, I found something I wrote several years ago that speaks to some of those philosophical ideas I mentioned a second ago. So I thought I would dig into that a bit to give her a better idea of where I'm coming from on some of these themes of the paranormal and esoteric and whatnot. Um, so that's in a little bit, but now this is The Folks Below with Breathe.
Thursday, 22nd of July. Dear Diary, I don't think that I can bear another day of this mind-numbing drudgery. Every morning it's the same. My fellow termites and I leap aboard the 738 from Canterbury East to Victoria and stare blankly at one another for an hour and a half. No one utters a solitary word, but we are like brothers in our servitude bound inextricably in a passive acceptance of life's eternal misery. Sometimes our very thoughts appear to hover momentarily above our heads, thrashing frantically as though imprisoned within a frustrating pool of inevitable non-fulfilment. Around the luggage racks they fly, seeking vainly the most vague and minute opportunities of expression and the restraining boundaries of conformity and dull repetition. It's nice to dream. This morning I noticed an ugly, overweight man with a large grey moustache staring quite unashamedly at the legs of every female unfortunate enough to choose the same compartment. I suppose that even his desires, as grubby and repulsive as they may be, constitute a dream of some description. A passionate yearning for satisfaction and release perhaps, or a lifelong quest for personal betterment and success. Isn't that what we all want? My own dreams are getting more frequent these days. And to be totally honest, dear diary, I much prefer to lose myself amongst the pleasurable kingdoms of my own imagination than in the puzzling complexities of the London underground system. Or, for that matter, in the endless corridors and drone-strewn hallways of Canary Wharf. Freedom! That's what I want. The freedom to have political, social and economic control over my own destiny. Huh! Some hope. Who the hell do I think I am? An idealist? A utopian even? Am I merely the proverbial angry young man? A lonely and isolated face in a flowing sea of economic units? The silent Rashkolnikov of my age? Whilst my mind repeats the rhetorical verbiage of emancipation, I, like all the other pinstriped insects, find that my body is leading me towards the escalators, the ticket barriers, and, ultimately, the office. My daily subservience to the capitalist system is a reflection of my helplessness and despair. The helplessness and despair of society in general. How do we ever get into this mess? And, more importantly, how the hell are we going to get out of it?
Mrs. Bone The bone collector sees The bone collector knows The bone collector walks was the Spectral Light and Moonshine Stank Oil Firefly Jamboree off of the 1999 release Scarecrow Stuffing. That track was called The Bone Collector, and that is a project of Timothy Renner, whose uh, primary project is Stone Breath, um, but he has several. And he also does a great podcast called Strange Familiars that deals with a lot of weird history, spooky folklore, and, and cryptids that is uh, worth checking out. Uh, before that was Seelenlicht with Diary of Desolation Part 1. And opening the set was The Folks Below with Breathe from their self-titled 2013 release. Going back to what I was talking about at the beginning of the show, when it comes to matters such as I discuss here, I tend to see myself as a skeptic who wants all of it to be true, but I'm not content to accept things on faith. So many of the things I think boil down to perception and interpretation. And I wrote this thing as sort of a statement of intention for my project, the Corvideca Ball, but it is relevant to this show and I never did anything with it. So um, this is a brief amalgamation of my own feelings and the work of people like Patrick Harper, uh, Bernard Castrum, Jacques Vallée, and, and some others. Uh, my intention today was to talk about the daemon, as interpreted by folks like Harper and Anthony Peake and others, but it, it will have to come another time. It's a dense undertaking, and I think this works as a kind of a prologue to those ideas. 
quote. In short, my friends, what I find that I am saying is that our schizophrenic patient is actually experiencing inadvertently the same beautific ocean deep which the yogi and saint are ever striving to enjoy, except that, whereas they are swimming in it, he is drowning. Unquote. That is from Myths to Live By, by Joseph Campbell. Uh, our experiences are defined by our personal points of reference. The same circumstances translated onto the canvas or the page relayed to the spiritually minded or shared with someone holding a, a diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders will be interpreted based on their points of reference. Is it the experience that differs or the perception of the experience? Perception is reality. Somewhere in the continuum that Campbell refers to, I think the artist paddles in that same ocean. Uh, quote, the only difference between me and a madman is that I am not mad. Unquote, Salvador Dali. A simple way to kind of point to what I mean is this. If you were to see a light floating out in the forest, some parts of the world would associate that with the Fae. If you see that same light in the hallway of an old house, you might think it's a ghost. If you see it hovering above the skyline of a city or over the highway, maybe it's a UFO. And if you see it in the grocery store, maybe it's a hallucination. The light, though, is the light, but how we categorize it depends on perspective and context. Are the madman, shaman, artist, dreamer, French scientist, and Fordian having different experiences? Or are they simply using different language? By exploring avenues that aren't viewed at their crossroads nearly enough, science, folklore, art, fiction, history, music, spirituality, and culture may find that there are similarities to unearth. Through seeking any commonalities of otherness that flow beneath the surface, might we find that otherness is more monolithic than it would seem. The focus is on mystery of all shape, size, and personality. The journey is the motivator because there are no answers at the destination. The thought experiments, curiosity, and erratic narrative are far more enchanting than an answer that wobbles on feeble legs. Historically, scientific facts evolve. The facts of our current science will evolve. They are our best guesses based on what we know at any given time. They're unable to explain even common universal actions because the nature of reality is still well beyond our ability to comprehend it. We are not running the right tests or asking the right questions. We may never. We have approximations and have muddled through well enough and that's nothing to disregard to be sure. It is, however, dubious to believe that we understand anything definitively. Quote, it is modern error to take mystery literally. That is, to turn them into problems that then have to be solved. We cannot solve mysteries. We can only enter into them, and that it is we who are solved or dissolved, transformed in such a way that we see the problem quite differently, as a delightful paradox, for instance, like the traditional cultures who are unworried by the contradiction between soul and body. Patrick Harper, The Secret Tradition of the Soul. I don't know what the course is, uh, through dialogue, music, art, video, and whatever else I come up with to explore these things in personal, creative, and investigative ways. There are clues everywhere, and beyond each of them, a rabbit hole of questionable value. Quote, we're off to the witch, and we may never, never, never come home, but the magic that we'll feel is worth a lifetime. Ronnie James Dio, the last in line.
The Spookatorium exists to showcase music and ideas. I am not an expert at anything, and I have no agenda beyond fostering curiosity. The show is not monetized on any platform. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. A video version is available on the Cryonic Mind YouTube page. If you can like, subscribe, comment, etc., it helps the show's visibility. If your music was featured here and you'd prefer it was not, let me know and I will remove it from the feed. You can reach the show at spookatorium at gmail.com. The website can be found at spookatorium.org, and your comments are always welcome. Thanks very much for spending some time here.
was Karavnian with The Shadows Were Unmade off their release from the depths of Heron. Before that was Cementation Anxiety with The Thicker the Air, and opening that set was Karst with the track Mimicking Magnetic Fields. Uh, this next one is from a project called Venetian Blinds. There appear to be a few projects with that name, but this one is from Melbourne, Australia. And from what I can tell, they just released uh, single track, so they haven't done a record yet, and that usually bugs me from a purely music nerd organization standpoint, but I picked up a couple of their singles uh, because I really liked it, and this is the track Amazonian Goddess from Australia's Venetian Blinds.
That was the angelic process with the resonance of goodbye. Before that was ascetic with We Are Not All Dead from the self-initiation release. And that set started with Amazonian Goddess from Venetian Blinds. And that is going to do it for this one, number 50. Thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. And to take us out, this is a track from the new Control album called This Death. This is Chemo. Thank you.